Well, my financial advisors have told me that I could, should continue to work until I am at least 67, and preferably until I'm 70. It's something about taxes, Social Security, IRS retirement accounts, passive income flows, and stuff that just bore me to tears. I know they're important, but still. Now, their basic argument goes something like this. You will be able to, to retire at 65, but you would be better off financially if you would wait a few more years. Look, I have no reason to doubt their professional judgment, but I'm going to retire on December the 5th, 2021, four days shy of my 65th birthday. And here's why. I've prayed about it. I've sought God's will in the matter. And I believe it's time for me to step aside and let a new pastor lead Sunset Road into the glorious future that God has prepared for His people. Now, if I didn't believe this, I would not be retiring. Age would not be a consideration. But despite all of these things, a pastoral transition, especially after more than three decades together, is a big deal. In a sense, you and I got married on the 25th day of September, 1990. And through the decades, we have been bound together by the love of Christ, a vision given to us by the Holy Spirit, a commitment to doing missions and ministry, the history that we have shared together, and above and all, the power and the presence of the Almighty God, our Abba, Daddy God our Father in Heaven. Now because we have shared so much, I didn't really want to you know, just sort of spring my retirement on you and announce you know, five or six weeks before I get ready to, to end my, my term here to say, you know, hey, I'm quitting. That's why I officially announced my plans on the third day of January. It, and it wasn't like I wanted some farewell tour like the kind that Mike Krzyzewski is going to get this year at Duke. But I hope that by give, I'd hope that by giving you enough time, it would, it would allow you to choose a pastor search committee and then begin the process of finding your new pastor. And I'm very thankful that that's exactly what you're doing now. Now because I want all of us to be ready for what's ahead, I'm going to be preaching a series of sermons on what it means to end your relationship with an old pastor, in this case, me, and how to get ready to welcome your new pastor. And by the way, God has already decided who this person is. The pastor search committee's responsibility is to seek out the person God has chosen. Now the way I've, I've got it planned, I'm going to be preaching one of these sermons about once every six to seven weeks until the end of November. This morning I want us to start by by letting me share a little bit of, about how I came to know this was God's time for a change in my life and the life of our church. Who knows, it might even help you better understand how to pursue God's will in your own life. If you have your Bibles, turn with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 11, and we're going to read verses 28 through 32. That's 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verses 28 through 32. This is what the Word of God says here. Everyone ought to examine themselves before they eat of the bread and drink from the cup. For those who eat and drink without discerning the body of Christ eat and drink judgment on themselves. 
This is why many among you are weak and sick, and a number of you have fallen asleep. But if we were more discerning about with regards to ourselves, we would not come under such judgment. Nevertheless, when we are judged in this way by the Lord, we are being disciplined so that we will not be finally condemned with the world. Now in these passages of Scripture, Paul is talking about how the Corinthian church can get ready to celebrate the Lord's Supper. Evidently, there were a lot of people in the church that were treating the Lord's Supper like some Roman bacchanalia, a wild, raucous frat party. Paul condemns this behavior, and he urges the people to prepare for worship by putting their life under the microscope. The Greek word that Paul used here means to put oneself to the test as to the attitude of the heart. Do you hear that? Examining yourselves means to put yourself to the test as to the attitude of your heart. In other words, what you're trying to do is make sure that what you are about to do is within the center of God's will for your life. The first way that I came to know this was the time is I did what Paul says. I examined myself. You see, I wanted to make sure that my all-too-human desire to retire was part of God's will for my life. And so I began to honestly assess where I was at. Now, I know that I, I look like someone who could probably preach another 10 years. I credit that to good genes. I mean, my mom and dad look young until they die. But the truth is, and all of you, most of you know, is not what it once was. When I first came to Sunset Road, I could still dunk a basketball and run five miles a day. Today, it's hard for me to walk or stand for more than about 25 minutes before arthritis and neuropathy take over. Pam can tell you, there are times when I walk around stooped over like an old man. The afternoons and the evenings are absolutely the worst. The longer the day goes, the worse that I feel. Now, I'm not telling you these things to make so that I sound like some kind of victim. I mean, God has blessed me with a wonderful life, my, but my health is keeping me from doing my work here at the church in the way that I think it needs to be done. You see, being the pastor of a church like Sunset Road demands an incredible amount of energy and stamina. I don't have much of either of those things anymore. And you deserve better. You deserve a pastor who has an infectious energy and excitement about them. You need a pastor who will have the, the ability to put in the hours to make the, this church all that God wants it to be. Sort of like I was 20 or 30 years ago. By taking this honest assessment of my own life, I realized I can't do this much longer. And that's okay with God. Because He made me the way that I am, with bad joints and bad nerves. That's just the way it is. The second thing, I, how I came to know was, I realized you need to hear a new voice. The great NFL coach Bill Parcells used to say that after 10 years on a job, the team had stopped listening to you. They'd heard everything that you have to say many, many times, and they've started tuning you out. What they need is someone new, Parcells said. Now, the new person may wind up saying the exact same things that you always said. 
but a different voice is delivering the message. And that makes all the difference in the world. In evaluating myself, I realized that is what you need. Some of you have been listening to me preach and teach for more than 30 years. You have heard the sound of my voice thousands of times. I hope that you're still getting something out of these messages, but, you know, I've become sort of like a cozy old shoe. But, because see, in the end, my voice is kind of comforting and and reassuring and very predictable. I mean, you know the rhythms and cadences of my speech. You know when I'm going to take a pause and and when when I try to keep from stuttering. You know all these things about me. Sometimes I bet you can even guess what I'm about to say next because of all the things that you've heard me say over the years. What you need is a new voice proclaiming the old, old story of Jesus and His love. In fact, I'm going to make a prediction. About six months after your new pastor comes, you and I will bump into one another at the mall or a restaurant. I mean, Pam and I are not going anywhere. We'll still be living at Highland Creek about 12 miles down the road. But we'll bump into each other and I'll I'll ask you how things are going, how you like your new pastor. And you'll get this big goofy grin on your face and you'll say, it's great. The church is growing. I'm I'm growing. I can't wait for each Sunday to come so I can hear them preach again. Now, about this point, you're going to realize, wait a minute, I'm talking to Steve. And you'll start apologizing. Well, you know, Steve, I always like your preaching too. Look, you do not have to apologize. That is the power of a new voice. And God has revealed to me that this is exactly what Sunset Road needs at this time in our life. A fresh voice bringing a dynamic anointing of the Holy Spirit. There's one other thing that made me aware that this was the time that I needed to step away from being your pastor. Let's turn over to Acts chapter 16, verses 6 through 10. That's Acts chapter 16, verses 6 through 10. Paul and his companions traveled throughout the region of Pyrgia and Galatia, having been kept by the Holy Spirit from preaching the word in the province of Asia. When they came to the border of Mycenae, they tried to enter Bithynia, but the Spirit of Jesus would not allow them to. So they passed by Mycenae and went down to Troas. During the night, Paul had a vision of a man of Macedonia standing and begging him, come over to Macedonia and help us. After Paul had seen the vision, we got ready at once to leave for Macedonia, concluding that God had called us to preach the gospel to them. This passage of Scripture is often known as Paul's Macedonian call. At the time, Paul had been preaching throughout Asia Minor, been enjoying incredible success. People were coming to know Jesus. People were growing in their faith. And And quite honestly, Paul planned to continue to do exactly what he was doing. But God had another purpose for Paul. First, he closed the door to Asia Minor. And then he showed Paul that his next mission field would be in Macedonia. You know, when you're trying to discover God's will for your life, people will often point to Acts chapter 16, and they'll talk about finding God's will by looking for open doors and closed doors. You ever heard that before? 
But I don't think that's an accurate way of describing what happened to Paul in this passage of Scripture. I think what we're seeing is God giving Paul a push from behind and a pull from ahead. You know, I believe this is a powerful tool for discovering God's will in your life. Without that push from behind, you'll never change what you're doing already. And without that pull from ahead, you'll never be willing to take that next step of faith with Jesus. So you need a little bit of a push from behind and a pull from, my head, from ahead. Now in evaluating my life, I see that God is doing both of those things. God has given me that push from behind, letting me know that my days of active ministry here at Sunset Road are coming to an end. And He's also given me that pull from ahead. Not only concerning my life, as in slowing down and, and getting healthier in mind and, and, and body and spirit, but also in giving me a new vision of what Sunset Road's future is going to be. That the church that I love so much will be revitalized and energized under new leadership and be able to grow together in unity and love and reach the people in our community with the good news of Jesus Christ. I want to tell you a little story. Our church experienced explosive growth during the first 10 years of my ministry here. We were having new members and professions of faith almost every Sunday. We were bursting at the seams. We went to two morning worship services just to accommodate all the people who were coming to church. Our Sunday school classes were full. We needed more space and we needed it right then. Now, according to the gossip that you hear around seminaries, when, when good things like this are happening, that's a good time to move on to your next church, you know, when you're still the hot guy. Well, anyway, as the deacons, the staff and I began to pray about this thing, we realized God wanted us to come to you about expanding our facilities. But we also knew that would require going into debt for a new building, which is always an incredible leap of faith for a church. So I began to pray about that thing. I remember telling God, Heavenly Father, I don't want to lead this church into a new building program and then leave to them with a debt and go someplace else. I was very specific in my praying. Don't be afraid to be specific when you pray. I told God I would leave Sunset Road if that was His will for my life. But that if He wanted us to build this building, then confirm that this was the place he wanted me to be. God made it perfectly clear to me that He wanted me to stay and help the church build the facility we now know as Helderman Hall. Now, I had no way of knowing at the time that 9-11 would happen not long after we finished our new building. We wound up facing some hard times together. A number of people moved out of town and changed their memberships to, to new churches closer to their new homes. We faced these challenging times together. And I never for one moment wavered in my conviction that this was the place God wanted me to be. For 31 years, I have believed this with all my heart and soul. 
And if God wanted me to continue to be your pastor, I would not be getting ready to retire. But God's time for me to be your shepherd is coming to an end. And I'm at peace about this. And I want you to be in peace about this as well. I want you to get excited about this pastoral transition. Here's what I know for sure. Just as you have loved Pam and my family and me all of these years, you are going to fall in love with your new pastor and his or her new family. And by the way, don't don't feel like you can't share your excitement with me about your new pastor. I've already talked a little bit about this. It won't make me feel bad if you tell me about your dreams for the future of Sunset Road. I'd be thrilled. I want you to have those dreams. Proverbs 29, 18 says, where there is no vision, no dream, the people perish. I do not want to see this church wither on the vine. I mean, remember, Matthew, Rebecca, Vivian, Zeke, and Allie Mike will still be coming to worship here. It wouldn't make me feel good to hear news that Sunset Road is having trouble. As in, well, they couldn't make it without Steve Bass. I mean it when I say that I believe with all my heart the greatest days for this church are still in the future. I hope that you believe it too. That's why you need to pray that God will give you a fresh vision about what Sunset Road is about to do. These new visions will come from the Holy Spirit and it's something that you can celebrate. As Habakkuk 2, 2 puts it, write down the revelation, the dream, the vision. Write down the revelation and make it plain on tablets so that a herald may run with it. Be dreaming. Open yourself up to dreams from God and then share it with one another so that everyone catches the fire of the Holy Spirit. So let me tell you about a few things that you can do as you prepare for this time of transition. First of all, if you haven't already figured it out, you need to realize that God does change ministerial leadership. He does that. You know, some pastors say they want to die in the pulpit. And so they'll cling to this office for dear life. Saying they'll have to prize my cold, dead fingers off the pulpit. These guys need to spend a little more time reading the Bible. That's all I can say. God's Word is filled with examples of transitions between one ministerial leadership and the other. There was Moses handing off his ministry to Joshua who would lead the Israelites into the promised land. There was Elijah conferring his prophetic mantle on Elisha. There was Paul offering his pastoral blessing to Timothy who would continue Paul's missionary activities. And you know what? Jesus did this too. He took His ministry and conferred it on the disciples. In Matthew 28, verses 16-20, through the Bible says, Then the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw Him, they worshipped Him, but some doubted. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to Me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Look, when God decides to change the leadership of a church, 
You don't need to be afraid or uncertain about what tomorrow is going to hold. You should welcome this as God's plan and purpose for Sunset Road Baptist Church. And that brings me to the next thing you need to do. Uh, Don't cling to the past. Don't cling to the past. You know, we have had 31 wonderful years together. We've accomplished many things for God's glory. We've worked hard to proclaim Jesus and His love, not only here in Charlotte, but throughout throughout the United States on mission trips that we've taken, mission tours that we've done. We've loved one another with deep bonds that have been forged over time. And you've got accustomed to my style of pastoring a church. That is, assuming that I've had a style of pastoring a church all these years. I've never figured that out. Unfortunately, all of these things could come back to bite you when the new pastor arrives. For instance, they may do different things differently than I do. You know, over the years, I, I've never attended committee meetings for, for you know, of the meetings of the committees of the church. I figured that the people on those committees are equipped by God to do the work. They've been called by the church to this responsibility, and they don't need me holding their hand. The new pastor may have a different approach. They may choose to attend every committee meeting. That doesn't mean that my way of doing things was wrong or that their way of doing things is right or vice versa. It just means things are going to be different, and that's okay. As long as you don't fall into that time-honored Baptist tradition of saying, well, we've never done it like that before. Or even worse, well, that's not the way Steve did things. (laughs) Wipe those sentences out of your mind once and for all. Look, do not cling to the past. What worked in 1995 does not work in 2021. That's why you need to celebrate the past, but embrace the future. There are still people out there who need to be reached by Sunset Road Baptist Church with God's message of hope and salvation, and it won't happen if you keep living in the past. And that brings me to the third thing that you need to do, and you need to understand that our relationship will have to change. Effective December the 6th, 2021, I will no longer be your pastor. Things won't be, don't be quite the same anymore. I'll still love and care about you, and I'll treasure every moment that we have to spend together. But we can no longer be what we were all of these years. For one thing, Pam and I will have to find a new church to worship at. And here's why. The new pastor will need some time to become your pastor. And it's really hard to do that if Pam and I are in the pews every single Sunday morning. I'll talk about that a little bit more in just a moment. Another thing you need to understand, I will not be conducting funerals and weddings here at the church unless I am asked to assist your new pastor. And I want him to be the one doing the asking. Okay? And here's the reason why. Conducting funerals and weddings, being with people during times of crisis and celebration are are the ways that extraordinary bonds of love and trust are built between a pastor and a church. In good conscience, I cannot rob 
you and your new pastor of these opportunities. Sure, we've, we've known each other for a long time, and you may have assumed that I would be the primary pastor for your, for your funeral or your child or grandchild's wedding. But your new pastor has to be in charge. It will be God's will for me and for you and for him. Now, as I said a moment ago, Pam and I will be attending a new church, at least for now. If at some point in the future God leads us back to Sunset Road, the two of us will be very happy people indeed. I mean, we, you've been our church family for almost half of our lives. But on December the 12th, we will have to start looking for a new place to worship. And I covet your prayers in this matter. See, we've never had to look for a new church home before. We've already, always been recruited to come to a new place. We have never actually had to start to try to go, you know, go to different churches and find which one God wants us to be at. Oh, let me tell you one other thing about this new relationship that we will have. You will still have our phone numbers, and you will still know where we live. Never be afraid to call us or come by to visit. You, I promise you will always be welcome as long as you don't vent about something going on here at the church. Save that for your new pastor, okay? And that brings me to one other thing you need to do as you get ready for the future. And that is pray. 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 After the United States was bombed at Pearl Harbor, and World War II began, a pastor told his congregation the next Sunday, the time of fear is gone. Now is the time to pray. You know, it's, it's always natural to be a little bit nervous about change. That's why some people may get very angry during this transition. It's normal. Change is hard. It's why others may sit on the sidelines until everything is sort of sorted out. And yes, it's why a few may even choose to go to another church. But instead of worrying and fretting, a better thing to do is to pray. Pray for the pastor's search committee as they seek out that one person that God has chosen to fill this pulpit. Pray for your next pastor. Pray that they will be sensitive to God's direction in their life. Pray for their family who will have to pick up roots and move to Charlotte. Pray for our church. Pray that God will revitalize and renew our church before the new pastor comes. Pray that everyone in the church will be get ready to receive their new leadership. Accept them as a pastor, as a preacher, as a friend, as a brother in Christ, as a sister in Christ. Pray for that person or persons that your new pastor may be uniquely qualified to reach for Jesus. Because those people are out there, I promise you. Then pray for yourself. Ask God to give you that fresh vision of Sunset Road Baptist Church. Pray that, that He will empower you to welcome, accept, and love your new pastor. Pray for Pam and me as we, as we prepare to transition into a very different way of life for ourselves. Pray that God will charge the Holy Spirit 
with making the next chapter in the history of Sunset Road Baptist Church be the greatest one ever. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank You for this day. We thank You for this time that we've been able to to just think about the way Your Holy Spirit leads us, the way You work Your will in our lives and for our church. Father, there may be someone here today or someone who's watching online who has never made the most important decision of all, the thing that that You will for their life, and that is that they accept Jesus as their Savior. But You're speaking to them now, and, and they're ready to respond to You, and I pray that they'll ask Jesus to come into their life by praying this prayer. Dear Jesus, I believe that You are God's one and only Son. Jesus, I believe that You came to earth to die on the cross for my sin. Thank You, Jesus. Jesus, I believe that You were physically raised from the dead three days after Your death on the cross. Jesus, I confess to You that I'm a sinner. Please forgive me. I invite You to come into my life and be my Savior and forever friend. And Father, if there's someone who's made this decision and they're here in the sanctuary this morning, I pray they'll come as we begin to sing the hymn of invitation. If they're watching online, I pray they'll send me an email at the address on the screen. By coming, they may also choose to become a new member at Sunset Road. I will be so happy to have that decision made. Others may want to move their membership here. Others may want to come forward and and rededicate themselves to Jesus. And, And Father, there may be many who want to come forward today and bow at the altar or just stand at the front and pray and say, Lord, the things that we've been talking about this morning, the things that Steve's been saying about this transition, Lord, I want you to know that I'm all in. That you have me. Fill me with your vision, Lord. Help me to be excited to, 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 to be able to say goodbye and to say hello. Father, whatever decision we need to make, our hymn of decision is called, Jesus, I Come. Help us to come to you by, by grace and faith in your power and majesty and glory. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen.